Hey, what's up? Cody Birch here. Welcome to the Cody Builds a Business podcast. Today is Memorial Day here in the U.S. Hope you have a great day. And today's audio is an interview that I did on Yuri Elkame's podcast. He has a podcast called the Healthpreneur Podcast. It's amazing, especially if you're in the health and wellness space. You need to pause this episode, jump over there, and subscribe, and then come back over here and finish this episode. So I'll give you a second to go do that right now. Pause the show. Okay, welcome back. All right, so this interview we did it was on, again on his show. Yuri's got an awesome business. He's a multiple-time New York Times best-selling author. He's a genius in lots of ways, but he's really known in the health and wellness space. He's got a great uh, blog and a fitness website over at yurielkame.com. And the context of today's chat is around his online business, which is called Healthpreneur. Healthpreneur helps uh, health and wellness professionals take their business online. Yuri's got a very specific process. He's got very dialed in. He's helped, it's got to be hundreds of people at this point, take their business online and uh, make a lot of money and have a lot of time freedom and money freedom doing it. Yuri's brilliance in, in every, he's brilliant in every area of sales and marketing and persuasion and copy. And I, I really enjoyed this chat. And so I asked Yuri, he aired this episode a week or two ago. And I said, hey man, that was an interesting interview. I'd love to share that with my audience and also promote you know, your podcast as well. And he was so gracious to shoot me over the audio to be able to share with you today. So I hope you enjoy this chat with Yuri Elkame. And we're talking through the funnel triage process. So what do you do when your funnel stops working? And it's not just for health and fitness pros. That's why I wanted to bring it to my uh, show today. It's for anybody selling anything. If you, have a, if you have a business, you have a funnel. And if you have a funnel, you probably wish it was doing better, right? Even if you have a completely offline business, you know, I always give the example of you go to meetups and you get 10 business cards and you email all 10 of them and three of them agree to meet with you. One of them ghosts you, but two of them jump on the phone and one of them, you know, buys your product. Like that's a funnel. I don't care if you have an online funnel or an offline funnel. That's, that's just the way that business is, is working. And so I share with Yuri my proprietary process around how to troubleshoot ways to make funnels perform better. There's three main areas. And we'll talk about that on this interview. And then there's each of those three areas has three areas. If you can picture a Venn diagram, it's, a, it's called the genius model, which I learned from Simon Bowen and Taki Moore and stuff like that too. So anyways, I know you're going to love this chat with Yuri about what to do when your funnel stops working. And um, if you want to watch a training I did about this, just go to onehourfunnel.com slash triage onehourfunnel.com slash triage. And you can watch a recorded training that I did that teaches through this process as well. So enjoy this chat. If you're new to your computer uh, or your laptop, feel free to go again, check out this free training. Just go to onehourfunnel.com slash triage, check it out and enjoy this chat with Yuri El. Want to know what it really takes to build a thriving, profitable business from the ground up? Hey, I'm your host, Cody Birch, and this is the Cody Builds a Business Podcast, your unfiltered front row seat to watching me build a seven-figure online business from scratch or die trying. Let's get started. Hey guys, what's going on? Yuri back with you and uh, super pumped to be bringing one of our secret weapons to the forefront today. Um, if you're one of our clients, you know this, this handsome man, his name is Cody Birch, and he is been an amazing contribution to our team uh, and our clients for, for a long time now. He's been helping, uh, he's responsible for building out a lot of the tech that, are, that we build up for our clients, um, but he's also one of our Facebook ad coaches and really, really helping our clients figure out their Facebook ads, how to you know, take their pipelines from doing okay to being a lot more profitable. Um, but outside of working with us, Cody has a digital agency called Red Anchor Marketing and like, Dude, you've just, you've just been doing this for, for so long. 
You're so well-versed in not just Facebook ads or tech, but you understand marketing. Like you understand direct response. You understand funnels. And uh, today, in today's conversation, we're going to be talking about funnel triage, what to do when your funnel isn't working. Uh, Cody's got a really cool process. So he's going to walk us through. And if you like what you hear, um, Cody's got a great event coming up called One Hour Funnel. Well, it's his live version of that. So onehourfunnellive.com is the website to check out. It's happening June 6th and 9th in Denver. Is that correct? In Denver, yeah. There we go. So guys, if you want like hands-on help from Cody himself, definitely check it out. Um, in the meantime, Cody, you ready to rock and roll? Let's do it, man. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to have this chat. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Um, all right. So let, let's, 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 let's back it up a little bit. So out of percentage wise, when someone launches, whether it's a coaching program, supplements or whatever, whatever it is they're selling, everyone's using some type of funnel. Yep. In your estimation, what is the, what is the likelihood that someone's going to hit it out of the park right away? So it's a slim to none chance that that's going to happen. I think that's true with any, could be a video we shoot, any podcast we make, any thought that we express out in the world, any event that we do, like anything that we do as business owners to say, I just need to do it once, right? And then I'll nail it. And then I'll just, whatever, retire or buy a second home or go on an eternal <laughs> vacation. And that's not, that's not the reality. So it takes, it takes more than one. And then of, of any, and we're talking about funnels in this context. So you're right that yeah, everybody, number one, you have a funnel, whether you call it that or not, you, you have one, you have a, an amount of people that come into your world and then a, some people drop out and some people take the next step, whatever that is. And then they, you know, matriculate through your whole process. And then sometimes when they fall out, what do we do? Like, where do we look? How, what, what gaps are we trying to fill? What holes are we trying to plug and how do we make it, make it better? That's awesome. Um, yeah. Cause I think a lot of, and you probably see this quite a bit too, cause obviously you help our clients build up their tech and the tech is it's a pain in the butt, but honestly it's probably the least important thing, right? Cause it's like, here are the pages they're done, but what's on the pages, right? right. What's the message? What's all that stuff? So let's talk about this. Um, so you've got nine, nine kind of checkpoints that we want to look at, right? Yeah, there's nine steps to it. And again, yeah, for some context, I've built lots of funnels, probably hundreds of funnels for myself and for clients and for the people that, that you and I get to work with together. And that's why I created that concept of a one hour funnel. Because to me, it's, you know, when your kids go to a birthday party, and they're about to leave and the mom or the dad of the kid, it's there like, hey, by the way, grab the, the, the grab bag out the door. It's got candy and some suckers and some junk in it. And, and grab that. And, and, and that's how I kind of see the funnel part. It's like, oh, by the way, before you go, like grab the template that you need and then make it and don't let it take forever because mm -hmm. it's way more important to communicate clearly, to define the market well, to contextualize our message to the people at the moment that they're at, that they need to hear it and experience it. That's way more important. The, the yeah. tech side to me is an, oh, by the way, like don't forget to do that thing that should take you about 30 minutes when you're done and yeah. then really nail the front end. And that's, that's a little bit of the punchline of this nine step it's not nine steps in a row, but there's nine areas to look for to resuscitate a dying funnel. Cool. Recess. I like that. Resuscitate it like funnel CPR. That's right. Exactly. So yeah, here's, here's what, oh, yeah. uh, here's the symptoms that I've found and you maybe you can relate to this. Number one, you have a funnel or a sales process or a sales system. That's just kind of sick and like, it's almost successful. It's kind of working. Mm -hmm. And what that funnel needs really is like, a lot of water and maybe some aspirin or some ibuprofen or something and it needs a good night's rest and it's going to work and there's simple tweaks that you can make so just as i'm explaining these buckets there's three buckets i want you to categorize as you're listening which bucket your existing sales process falls into so it's a little bit sick but it's close to working and it needs a little bit of love and it's going to be back in no time and then the second one is you have a funnel that 
needs to go to the hospital. Like it's really sick. I remember one of my kids, uh, Jacob, my oldest, he's 12 now. When he was a little, he had croup really bad, like oh, really yeah. the, the barking cough. And when he's like 12 months old, you freak out. You didn't know how to fix it. And I remember Christy and I, my wife, we rushed to the hospital, which was close by and he was coughing and it was just the worst. And then, but I'm like, oh, he's fine. You get him outside, let him breathe. But you don't know. And so that's kind of what's happening now. I don't know what's happening with my sales process. It looks like it's really sick. I don't know if it's going to pull through or not. And it needs to be handled. And then the last bucket is you have a funnel that's on the deathbed and it doesn't even need some honest friend or, or, or me or somebody to say, hey, this isn't worth pursuing. You've just missed it. This one's dead and gone and we need to call it. And yep. We need to start over with something else. Just euthanize it. That's right. Get it over yeah. with, ease the pain and let it move on to the next life of, of whatever you try. so good. Okay. So we got sick, got to go to the hospital and just put it out of its misery pretty much, right? Yep. All right. And so how does, so how does someone... So, cause this is, this is an interesting conversation because we all know, we know that persistence and keeping at it and tweaking and optimizing is, is important to really, you know, hitting that breakthrough. But at what point have you noticed where it's just like, you know what, this is just not going to work. Let's just shut it down. Like how do, how do people identify that point? Yeah, there's a couple of symptoms to look for, and I'll try not to use too much marketing jargon. So I'll give you like a colloquial example first, right? So uh, one is, I'll give you an example from my own life. Like I know in my world, in my business, the one hour funnel business, I can generate leads for a few dollars, like two to $3. I just know that's what it costs, whether it's downloading a book. Um, I did a five day challenge recently with that I really loved. I'll be doing that again. And that got same thing, two or $3 leads. People loved it, lots of great feedback. And then I launched a funnel that was for a three hour online training I was doing and I got $25 leads mm -hmm. and I knew instantly this something's wrong with this the messaging the the and that's what I'll teach you here the, mech, the there's three big areas to start to look it's either the market it's the mechanism like the funnel itself or it's the message mm -hmm. and then this is kind of how I come up with this funnel triage process is quite recently I had to do this for myself and say where did I miss that that wasn't a good offer that wasn't the right market that wasn't the right way what happened and 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 i just knew and so hopefully with people that if you've run any kind of marketing or any any kind of funnel process in your business you know it costs an amount of money to get a webinar registration or to get a new opt-in or to download my lead magnet cheat sheet checklist pdf template whatever it is we're giving away hopefully you have a baseline of data and then you can have an opinion about it and go yeah, this is, this is off. This something's wrong. It's kind of like with your kids or, or your pets or those new kids, you know, you, you, something's up. They're not eating their meals. Like something's wrong. They're not usually like this. Yeah. It's, it's no different with our online marketing efforts. That's so good. And I, and I do think it like, number one, I think you, uh, both of us are in a, in a, a unique position where we've done this for so long that we can kind of see those symptoms and recognize them for what they are. A lot of people though, that are maybe not as experienced, see that stuff and they freak out. Right. Yeah. Where it's almost, it's like, you know, it's the croup situation where it's like, oh my God, my son's not breathing. What do I do? Yeah. And hopefully with this, we can, we can reassure them that it's not the end of the world and, and give them some good guidance on what to do. Okay, cool. So we got message market mechanism, yep. um, which is, yeah, it's huge. And I think that's, that's a really, really big piece of the puzzle that a lot of people forget about. Um, so how does somebody identify, for instance, which of those three might be not working. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about some of the symptoms, which will point you in the right direction. So look for the following things here. And I'm just going to give you some, just some places to start to look. So if you have 
a super low opt-in rate. Now, again, it's a little bit market specific, like your, your opt-in rate might be way higher or lower than mine, and you might be way more okay or less okay with that than I am. Like I might be cool with 20%, you might need 80% in your yeah. life or vice versa. So it's a little bit market dependent, but as you know, like I know what my opt-in pages are for myself and my clients, and, and like you and I, you and I have a good feel for what it should be for the healthpreneur people going through. We know like, Hey, your page should be converting at around 40%. Like that's just the number. Mm -hmm. And so we can look at that as an, in, as an interesting indicator to say, is it this? It's just like when you go to the doctor and they check your temperature, they look in your ear, they look in your eyes, they look down your throat. What, where, where do we look? So one place to look is um, your opt-in rate of your first part of your funnel. And if it's less than 20%, typically, it, and sometimes it's 8%. Okay, great. There, something's horribly wrong with this like there's something's very wrong we should yeah. be we're missing something big so that's a place i've got a few more I'll just list them off and you and i can chat about them if anything else comes to mind but if your cost per lead is too high like i just mentioned mine was 25 dollars. that's too high that's a problem mm -hmm. that's like your kid gets out of bed and his face is green i mean something's up <laughs> it's not a good thing uh having really low conversions so for a lot of people i work with there is a uh, a front-end offer so there's a you know opt-in for a training or download a, a template and then there's something else on the back end hey like it, since you like this like for me if you like the book you might also like this course that i have and so that should convert around one to three percent typically you send 100 people through you should get one to three sales out of that if you're getting less then there's something up with that high cost per impression which that's a metric in facebook really any advertising but i do a lot of facebook ads you'll see with a great message when this all coalesces together it'll be like five bucks you can reach a thousand people for five dollars so five cpm to, is five, five nine dollars cpms yeah. yeah if it's over 20 again something's like over 20 dollars to reach a thousand people mm -hmm. something's up and especially in the facebook world zuckerberg doesn't like what you're doing how you're saying it people aren't responding to it they're not clicking on it and you're going to pay the penalty for that with a higher cost per thousand impressions have and you, the last uh, just part to is, jump in quickly for those yeah. for those who are listening or watching who are into facebook ads um, how do you find relevant score um, kind of ties in with that? Do you find, is there, is there a pretty good correlation if it's a, an eight, nine or 10, that it's, it's a lower CPM or have you noticed any correlation there? Yeah, for sure. So a higher click through rate, which is the last metric on here. So if you have a high click through rate, which is good, you want people to be clicking through your ad mm -hmm. and then a high relevancy score. And they're going away with that. Uh, is that right? They're going away with something. I it's either so. that or yeah. it's positive negative feedback. You know, there's something that's going away and, uh, they're, they made up a new metric, which is kind of the same thing. But basically they're saying if you put an ad in front of people, so Facebook wants their users to have a good experience and stay on the platform longer. And they want us as advertisers to spend more money. So we, it's a win-win mm -hmm. for, for us as advertisers and for the people going through the, the content as well. Uh, if, they were, if we're providing a bad experience, that's why Facebook won't let you say like, hey, are you depressed? I've got a solution. Hey, are you overweight? Hey, do you hate how you look? We can't yeah. say that people are going through Facebook. And that's when I said at the beginning, like the context of how people experience our advertising and our message on Facebook and really anywhere, but let's just talk Facebook. They're scrolling through, they just got on Facebook, not to buy something, but to be entertained or maybe to kill some time. They might be at a stoplight. They might be at the bank. They might be in the bathroom. Like there's, re there's places people are on Facebook consuming mm -hmm. stuff for some reason to see their pictures of their family or cat videos or whatever. And then our ad hits them and they're scrolling through the newsfeed. And then we, we say something. And then how do they feel? Do they click on it? Do they read it? Do they pause? And then Facebook knows. That's, I need a t-shirt that just says Facebook knows. Like if you, if they hover on your ad for a while, that counts as an impression, like Facebook yeah. knows whether they click or not. So it's kind of interesting, but yeah, for sure. That's that experience we provide people through our messaging is going to pay off or be, it's going to be expensive depending on the experience we provide. Cool. 
Um, I'll let you continue there because I, I know you had one more thing to say before I jumped in with the relevant score. Yeah, well, that's all good. Yeah, so the, with the, the five that I looked at, uh, as a quick reminder for those taking notes, uh, super low opt-in rate is a problem sign. A high cost per lead or a high cost per customer uh, is a problem. Low conversion rate is a problem. High cost per 1,000 and then uh, super low click-through rate. Those are all of the things to look at. And ideally, you know, a lot of people we're talking to have run some Facebook ads. They have a more established baseline, so they know. And if they don't know, there's industry standards. Like, hey, I'm in this space. What should I expect? And you should expect these, these baseline metrics. But Yuri, if you're ready, I can run through the nine areas and we can go a little bit deeper on those. Let's do it. All right. So the three that I mentioned earlier, the three areas to start with, and it's, I'm looking at this diagram. It's hard to, it's like a verbal, verbal meme, verbal explanation of a diagram. They're market message and mechanism. And we'll go each deeper on each one of those. So let's start with the market. Uh, when you have a great market combined with a great message, so you found a great pool of people you can serve and you're talking to them in a way that they like to be talked to, you're going to get a lot of fans. So that's the first possible output. Now, fans are okay. They're not everything, but fans are, fans are great. You want people to think nice thoughts about you, but it's also fun when those fans turn into leads and those leads turn into customers. So the way that you generate a lot of leads is when you have that great market and then you have a great mechanism. Now for me, and by mechanism, I mean, by mechanism, I mean like the funnel. So for me, like using my one hour funnel book example, when someone downloads the book, they're a lead, but they don't know who I am yet. They haven't read the book. They haven't watched the video. They haven't heard the podcast. So they're not necessarily a fan yet, but they have become a lead. And then the third combination. So market and message, you have fans, market and mechanism, you have leads and then mechanism and message means you have like a machine that's sitting idle, ready to go. So we just need to give it, give it more people. So let's talk about the market for a second. So there's three areas, then Yuri, we can chat about, feel free to jump in at any time with question or, or comment. Uh, so with the market, the three things that I've seen win, and if you're missing one of these three, this would be a great place to start to look if, if you have a sick or dead or dying funnel. The first is a defined demographic. Mm -hmm. The second is pain. And the third is you're able to provide consistent results. And that's the three things around market. And I'll talk a little bit more about each one of those. So a defined demographic could be just, let's say, uh, I'm, I'm a, here's my statistics. I'm a man, I'm 38, I have kids, I drive a minivan, and I drive a sports car, and I live in a house in a cul-de-sac, and I'm a member of a gym, and I eat a certain way, and I vote a certain way, and I go to church, and like that's my, that's just who I am. So if you wanted to reach people like me, the more defined you can get about your demographic, the better. The example I like to give is, let's say you were trying to sell me lawn care services, you, I would be a great demographic for you. I've got young kids. I'd rather be drinking kombucha and watching college football than spending my whole Saturday mowing. Yeah. So if you can define that demographic, well, who's that for? Well, they've got to be homeowners. They've got to have a yard. They've got to live in this cul-de-sac. They've got to drive a minivan. Like they've got to be parents or whatever. And then they can present that message to me compared to, I've got a thing and it's for people. Like, well, who is it for? It's for men. Who though? Like, are they 22? Are they 58? Is it my dad? Is it my kid? Like, who's it for? And the clearer we get, the better off uh, we'll be with our marketing. Is that what you've seen, Yuri? Yeah, totally. It's, it's the biggest thing. I mean, in HPA, it's the first thing we have our clients do is really focus on who's that perfect client. Because if you don't narrow that down, your messaging not only becomes super diluted, but now you can't scale your business because now you have one-on-one -on -one clients with who, you know, whoever you can help. Right. And that's definitely not a way to scale or, or run a business profitably. So for sure. Yeah. The, the next one real quick is about the pain. Like where you're 
tuned into the pain and discomfort that they're going through. And I'll stick with the lawn mowing example because I really don't like doing that. Uh, for me to mow the lawn, I have to clean up after the dog in the backyard. I have to move the trampoline out of the way. I have to find those new balance shoes that used to be white, but now there's some shade of green. I have to put on my crappy gym clothes that I don't mind getting sweaty and dirty and gross. I have to pray there's enough gas in the gas container to fill up the lawnmower. I have to pray that the lawnmower doesn't blow up in a big cloud of smoke because it's old. I have to move my car out of the way so I can get the lawnmower out. And it takes me several hours to do that. So that would be if you're tuned into the pain, if I saw a sales letter that said that, like, hey, dad, wouldn't you rather be drinking kombucha, watching college football, keep the New Balance shoes in the garage, stay in your comfortable robe, hang out with your wife and kids and your dog, we'll take care of everything and it's 30 bucks or 50 bucks or gosh, 100 bucks. If they're so dialed into that pain, I'd go, they, they get it. They get yeah. me. They understand what I don't want to be doing and I don't care what it costs. I need them to take away all that pain from me and give me what? my yeah. And like what you just did, like, I hope you guys got what, what Cody just did because you just described my situation as well. Like moving the trampoline, the dog poo, the whole bit. And I think like when you lead, for instance, with a message like that, immediately it pulls people in, right? Cause it's like, that's exactly what I'm going through as opposed to being like, Hey, you want us to cut your lawn? And it's like, well, whatever. There's no connection yet. Right. So that pain point is so powerful. That's, that's a really good example. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So the last one around market is a market where you have demonstrated results in the past. Believe it or not, I see people get into markets where they don't have a track record of getting results. And so people love case studies. They love testimonials. They love success stories. They love knowing that it's worked for other people just like them. Mm -hmm. And I see this too. I, I, I love sales. I love marketing. We had a door-to-door -door guy come by recently. He was selling pest control, like spraying for ants and spiders. And luckily he caught my wife and not me, but I, I caught him. He, he's more empathetic. I, um, he's like, Hey, do you know the Johnsons and the Elkames and the whatever? And I, I'm a bad neighbor. So I was like, no, I don't know who they are, but he was like, oh, I was just talking to them. And they told me to come by. He was using that technique. Like, Hey, people just like you have yeah. just signed up for this thing. And it was good. It was good. I didn't sign up, but it was a good marketing tactic. And so make sure that you can speak to the results that you claim to provide in a way that's consistent where people know, okay, got it. This person with this message that understands this demographic, that understands my pain has also helped people a lot like me get the result that I need as well. Yeah, that's great. So those are the three around market to find demographic pain and results. And uh, the next one, uh, if you're ready, Yuri is the mechanism. You ready? Let's do it, buddy. All right. So the three things around mechanism is making a, a and I, I mean funnel or like a lead you know, an opt-in page to a thank you page. I need, there's some way to convert that market into somebody that's on your email list. So we can speak to them, we can serve them, we can help them, we can love on them and we can get them a great result. And so the three things around lead generation, which I'm totally obsessed with, is we need to provide a lead generator that's consumable on a page that's converting. And then also in one way that's really engaging. So mm -hmm. let's talk about, they all kind of work together. But I see a lot of people, they'll put something out there that people don't want. They'll put out a, uh, I'll just use some hyperbole as an example, you know, a 400 page ebook, a 39 video, uh, you know, course, a 52 day challenge. Now I'm, I'm kind of kidding, but people don't want that type of stuff. They don't really know who you are. They're not sure how you can get them a result. And so something that's consumable in a landing page that converts really well in a way that's really engaging with that target market, people go nuts for it. Uh, the best examples I like to give, if you're like, well, what exactly do you mean? Well, I typically mean a one or two page PDF 
cheat sheet, checklist, download, recipe, script, template. Like Yuri, I've seen you put stuff out there that's like, you know, exactly what to say on a sales call. And you're like, oh my gosh, that I want that so bad because I, I know Yuri's really good at sales and I'm not very good at like, I need to get better at that. Those types of things are so helpful. They're quickly consumable. And again, depending on the market that you're in and for people that are listening, I made a, like a checklist. I, one of my first funnels I built, I got in, I did the thing where you get in shape and then you think you're a fitness coach. And so I did that for like two months, but I made a checklist. That was my lead magnet. It's like, Hey, if you want to do this, like I did it, you need these like 10 things. And that's all it was. It was one page. It had my logo on it and it had a checklist. It had 10 things with 10 little boxes next to it. And I called it the, you know, whatever checklist, those types of things are very helpful, quickly consumable. People love them. And they really attract people to them. So if your funnel's not converting and it's sick and it's dead or dying and you know you've nailed the market, there might be something up with the mechanism you're using to put things in front of them that they just don't want. It's hard mm -hmm. to consume. They don't want it. It's not converting. It's at the wrong time. It's in a way they don't want it. Maybe you thought they'd love video. So you made a bunch of videos, but they really wanted to just read a checklist. They didn't want to opt in for your, you know, hour and a half documentary or, what, or, or whatever, right? Like, so just be mindful of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And it's actually, it's something that we see with, um, cause our whole business is based on a webinar funnel, right? Yeah. So we know that we're, we're alienating a large percentage of the market who don't want to watch a webinar. And you know, for us, it's worked out, it's worked out for our clients, but I think over time, like, you know, we also have a book funnel, right? So we know that, you know, for people who don't engage with our webinar, at least we can, you know, put a book in front of them. That's a simple 28 pages, really quick to read. Um, but yeah, so like totally, totally makes sense for sure. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's the mechanism side there. The last part, uh, with the final three areas to look, if your funnel is sick or dead or dying is the, around the message. So messaging to me is really important. It needs to have three things. It needs to be frequent. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just do a Facebook live and then never do it again and expect people to continue to love you and opt in and be your fan. Uh, you can't send an email or do a podcast episode. It has to be a frequent message where over time, I don't know the stats. I've heard all sorts of stuff. I remember I was at a conference recently. They showed what it was like when somebody bought a car. Cause I think we hear things like, well, it takes seven touch points to make a decision. And it was something like 419 touch points before this person bought a minivan, hmm. which what she searched on Google, how she searched for minivans and then minivans for me and then Toyotas and then Toyota dealerships near me. I mean, it has to be a frequent message we put out to people. And I've heard people uh, tell you to your face, Yuri, like I heard, I've been listening to every podcast episode for this many years. And now I'm here seeing you face to face or coming to your event. And I hear that too. I've been doing a podcast for a year. And the most recent person that bought a ticket to the event, I looked at like, where they come from? And they, uh, they got my book like nine months ago and, and they've just been paying attention. I didn't, I didn't know, but they're watching the Facebook lives. They're reading the emails. They're watching me put out content and videos. And then they like, I want to go meet this guy. And, and now they Social did. Social stalkers. That's right. But so it good. needs to be frequent. It needs to be frequent. Second thing needs to be clear mm -hmm. where people say, again, if you're back to the lawn mowing example, is this for me or is this not for me? I, I see a lot of people that we help and we kind of uh, diagnose what's happening in their sales process and their funnel and say, Hey, this isn't super clear on how you can help them. It's a little too ethereal. It's a little too broad. It's a little too unclear. We need a very clear message for people and getting these, that's why all, the, all nine of these are interconnected. When you have your defined demographic, you're in touch with their pain, you know, you can get them results. It's easier to make a clear message that way because you yeah. know, like, Oh, this is, I've got it. I'll tell a funny story about how, uh, and where I was, the other story I was talking about a, a guy in, in healthpreneur about, he has a program for people that want to continue to eat meat 
And so we were talking with that same vivid language of people that want to get in better shape, but maybe they're afraid they have to give up their meat and their steaks or whatever. So we were talking about what that's all like. And then the whole example, like I did with the lawn mowing, like for me, same thing, you put on your grilling clothes, you get the spatula, you get the degreaser or the, the butter, or you get the seasoning, you put it outside, you get something to wave the flies away and you open the grill and the charcoal's hot and you put your hand on it and you feel the warmth and you slap that steak down, you hear the sizzle. And if you're like a vegan, I just really grossed you out. I'm sorry. But uh, they, that's how you can use that type of language. Your target audience, that message will be so clear. They'll be like, oh, they get me. They understand. I don't want to give that up and worry if I'm burning the kale chips. Like they, mm -hmm. want, they want that message. They get it. Yeah. So whatever your take is on that. So be really clear. And then the third part of that for the message is to be really empathic. And that's part of understanding their pain. But just knowing that, and I, I, I type this a lot in ads, I will talk about the pain and frustration and maybe the average day they're going through. And I'll literally type, I get it. Like I'll just say those three words. I, I understand. I, I've, I've been there. Like it's easy as you get some success with online marketing or growing a business to forget what it was like to be there, like whatever struggle they're at. If you used to be really overweight and then you got in better shape and now you want to show them how to do it, like remember how it felt when you, somebody said they were having a pool party and you didn't want to take your shirt off. I get it. I've been there. I've, I've, I was so nervous when I went on that first date or whatever, like use that type of language and not a manipulative way, but a really empathic way to let them know you understand what they're going through, what they're afraid of, what keeps them up at night. What are they moving toward? What are they moving away from? What are they what do they really, really want? How will it impact their status? Having, does having the best kept lawn on their block mean something to them? Do they want that award that their neighbor? Let me help you. Stay inside. I got this. I've been there. You know, that, that type of stuff is so important. And people really are drawn to that type of like empathic or empathetic learning, listening, messaging. 100%. Yeah. Like I, I say like the empathy is the one word marketing plan. You know, like yeah. if you really understand your audience and and it's funny too, because I'm sure you hear this a lot too. Like, hey, Facebook advertising doesn't work. It's true if you don't know what you're doing. You know, if you're working with someone who doesn't know what they're doing. But it's, it's the lifeblood of our business. It's the lifeblood of, you know, many businesses. And there's a very big difference between having a Facebook ad and having a Facebook ad that works. Right. And a lot of these elements of like <clears throat> the messaging, the empathy, like really, you know, vividly talking about what does a day look like, as you mentioned. Like, like not just like, hey, are you tired of eating meat? like really describing the process. Like there's a very, very big distinction there. And I really hope you guys get this because there's no, everyone's looking for the magic thing, but this is where the magic is. Like the things, the nine things you've mentioned, like when you, when you, it's almost like um, steak spice, right? Like the, the perfect steak spice. It's not just like pepper. It's not just salt. It's a combination of a different, you know, a bunch of different spices that when they're brought together, they really make the steak, you know, that much more flavorful, flavorful, unless you just like it with, with salt, which is fine as well. But yeah, no, these have been, these have been really, really good. Um, yeah, just really good stuff, Cody. Awesome. Yeah. And a couple practical takeaways. I'm a super practical guy. You, you may be wondering like, well, what exactly are you saying, Cody? Like put all of those words into a super long Facebook ad. Uh, I might be saying that like, you should maybe try that. You're, you're, you, you and I love uh, long Facebook ads, great storytelling mm -hmm. ads. Great. You can just draw people so near. And then like my best converting landing page is the one where I give away my book. 
And it just, it's so stupid simple. You can't even scroll and it says, most people think building funnels is hard. It's not, tell me where to send your copy. Or it says something like that. So it's got like yeah. 14 words and a name and email address. Well, why? Sold already. They just need like, right. tell me where to send it. Because the ads are doing a lot of the heavy lifting, right? And the messaging in the ad and the name of the book is like, so it's like, hey, building funnels, want to do it faster, like go get this. So the work has been done, but you don't need to have these super long landing pages. And uh, when you do so much great work in the ad by then, it's like walking into a room and all the dominoes are already lined up for you. And you just apply a little bit of pressure to that first one because you've nailed these other ones with frequent, clear, empathic messaging and a defined demographic where you get their pain, where you can get them results. And then you send them to something that's consumable, converting and engaging. It's like done. You don't have to set up the dominoes. Compare that to walking into a room with a bunch of dominoes going, what do I do with these? Like, where do I set them up and how do I knock them down and in what order? Well, now you kind of know when you, when you nail this. And so if you ever decide to type these words into your ad, go for it, give it a shot. If you don't decide to type these words in your ad, that's okay, but I just want you to get really clear and it'd be a fun exercise for you to do it like a creative writing process, like you're in middle school or in high school to say like, what is their average day look like? And write that in as vivid, in, in as vivid language as possible, just so you know. And then whatever you put out, a webinar, a, a sales call, like every interaction, every touch point you make with your target market, they'll, they will know like, hey, this person, this guy or this girl gets me, they understand it, they've been there. They yep. see what I'm going through. So that's, that's the next step for people, I would say for sure. Yeah, totally. And guys, if you're thinking to yourself, like, I don't like doing Facebook ads. I don't like doing all this stuff. Listen, like whether or not you're running your own Facebook ads, I think it's worth it if you, if you spent a, whatever, an hour or two to craft one really good ad, because that ad could generate hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars for your business. It might not, but it could. And I think instead of just whipping out a couple sentences and hoping for the best, you know, spend the time, do what Cody's mentioned here. It can really, really, really make a difference in your business. And honestly, like we've been around, you know, for a while, we've, 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 we know other people that are successful in the online space. And, and it's not, it's not like they're not like PhDs in marketing. Like they've just tested stuff. They've done stuff. And there's little nuances that like when you, when you start to see this stuff, it's almost like you, like you have x-ray vision to be like, Oh, I can see what's going on here. You start to notice these things. And hopefully you guys, if you're watching or listening to this, what Cody has shared with you has been able to give you a bit more of that kind of X-ray vision to, to look at your own funnel or maybe even look at what other stuff is working and, and kind of start to piece together some of those commonalities. So really good stuff, dude, man. Thanks for sharing this. This has been, even for me, like super insightful. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah, Yuri, thanks for having me on, man. It's been fun to chat about. I could do this all day. And uh, for people, uh, as they're thinking through this process and you're going, yeah, I've got a sick funnel. I need to rush it to the emergency room. It just so happens that that's what my event is, is all about. So if, you, totally. if this resonated with you at all and you want to go get your funnel fixed and get it, some, uh, get it off life support, then that's, that's what the event is that Yuri mentioned at the beginning. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to see people face to face. And that's where Yuri and I met at, at a live event too, the acceleration sure. of learning and relationships happens there as well. So yeah, totally. Um, so again, one hour funnel live. So one is an O N E hour. So everything's spelled out one hour funnel live.com. Um, check it out guys. Really great event. Super affordable. I mean, like it's, I'm not going to reveal the price. I'll let you guys go to the webpage. Cody's making it super affordable, beautiful venue. Uh, Christy, who's your wife is also our event planner for our events. So, you know, guys like it's going to be pretty epic. Uh, June 6th to 9th, in Denver. So dude, it's, it's going to be a great event. Super pumped for you. And if you guys are watching or listening, you want more Cody, check it out. It's really good. Awesome. Thanks for Appreciate you, man. Absolutely, man. All right, guys. Hope you enjoy this one and take action on what Cody shared with you.